1: Hello my loves and welcome to the With Intention podcast by Cami Sophia. So today's episode is very very exciting, I'm going to do a quick intro because we have wholesome Mills with us on today for this episode. So I've actually been following Millie since lockdown, we met at a Tala event in November and I've finally been able to get her onto my podcast. Millie's wellness journey started in lockdown after suffering with some mental health issues and she started focusing on her mental health, physical and spiritual health through yoga Meditating, baking, drawing, reading self development books, and cooking healthier recipes in her life, which became a staple piece to having a healthier and more wholesome approach to life. I'm so excited to have Millie onto this podcast. So let's get started. Okay, hello. We have Wholesome Mills on the podcast today. Say hello.
2: Hello. <laughs> oh I'm on here. Like, literally, this is crazy to me
1: oh I'm so glad you're excited about it. So I've laid out a few questions and I actually got some off of a question box I put up up a while ago um, all about wellness and self-love and I feel like it really applies to you being on this podcast because I love all your content on you know wholesome things, wholesome activities, (laughs) cute habits and you know balancing your hormones, feeling your best and you know showing yourself grace and love and knowing that you know self-love and your journey isn't linear
2: 100 i love that
1: so first question is how would you describe yourself in five words
2: oh my goodness i feel like i should have revised for this <laughs> <coughs> okay in five words how i would describe myself Depends if we're going on a bad day or a good day. Okay. It's very funny, so it's going to be positive. Um, Okay, so it's hard because I would normally describe myself as, like, how someone else would describe, like, my mum would describe me. Okay, well, how would would your mum describe you then? (laughs) Oh, my God, okay. My mum would describe me as confident, like, bold, (laughs) but also incredibly sensitive, um, which is a very weird option. Oh, (laughs) well, Yeah, exactly. Um, ugh, passionate, very passionate very enthusiastic <laughs> sometimes it's too much it gets me in trouble if I see someone in a nice dress on the street and I run up to them tell them how beautiful they look and they're like what the hell oh, yesterday
1: I saw a girl on the tube and um me and my friend were saying earlier when we saw her we were like oh my gosh her outfit's so nice look at the girl in the white top and then like, she was walking past so I like tapped her arm and she looked like she'd been absolutely frightened <laughs> when I okay.
2: said she looks nice <laughs> It either goes one way or the other either you're their best friend or you literally think you're, you're going to kill them
1: yeah one way or the other unfortunately i hope it's <laughs> yeah. always the first option but, but um, there we are
2: um the last word i'm trying to think of i would say oh god i don't know like an introvert is extrovert <laughs> uh, that's not one word but just like i i come across very confident and like i am an extrovert and i am but also i have a lot of that I don't share that I'm actually quite I don't know introverted and I spend time with myself and I'm very sensitive again so yeah there's a lot of like unspoken stuff about me but it's not like I'm this weirdo in secret I'm just (laughs) I'm just different there's different sides to me you know
1: Yeah, I know what you mean. I think as well, with how it is now, I feel like romanticising time alone is definitely a thing. And Mm -hmm. since I started spending time alone, I feel like I'm a lot more introverted than I used to be. So I totally understand being an extroverted introvert. Yeah. Lovely. So question two is, three healthy habits in your routine that are non-negotiables for you?
2: Firstly, definitely exercise. And this one is, there's a fine balance here because, I, I'll go into it later, I, I suppose. But I definitely have a, an interesting relationship with exercise, but it's, it's a healthy habit that genuinely saved my life and saved me from, like, depression, anxiety. But at the same time, I have used exercise too much, where it makes yeah. me anxious. <laughs> so it's, like, yeah, it's always a fine balance. But, yeah, I, I would say in a healthy way, if it's used in a healthy way, exercise is an absolute staple. Um, and what goes with that is yoga. yoga is one of the most important things in my life even if I don't do it every day like it's the yogic principles that are such a staple in my healthy habits Um, and it's kind of a way to live by rather than to do so what are these principles oh my god there's so many (laughs) okay
1: your top three favorite
2: books on these like I think they're called like sutras oh my god my knowledge has just gotten up to two years (laughs) not doing teacher training but yeah they're like really big books for of yoga philosophy to live by. So there's like a yogic path. It has eight limbs or nine limbs. Oh my god, I'm bored. I'm going to get this wrong. <laughs> um but yeah, so it's got like lots of limbs to it and it's kind of like in the bible there's like the the things you like thou shall not steal or all those kind of things. Yeah. It's very similar, but it there's so much to it and it's about being a good person and about following Kind of your intuition, and it, there's so many different aspects to it, but, <laughs> but the absolute like crux of it is just to be a good person, emit good energy, and leave your ego at the door. And that's ev- what I do every time I go into the yoga room. I leave my ego at the door. I go in with a beginner's mindset. I see everything and everyone as a lesson. And sometimes I lose touch with that, but that is like the main principle with like my wellness and healthy habits that make me feel amazing.
1: Yeah, I feel like I really like that because it goes back to the basics and kind of, it almost grounds you and makes you think, right, the problems I'm having right now probably aren't that big in the grand scheme of things. Let's focus on the basics and start from the beginning.
2: 100%. And when you go in with a beginner's mindset again, you can't fault yourself because you wouldn't look at a beginner in the yoga room, for example, and, and say, why are you doing it so badly? Because they've never done it before. So it's kind of like going towards your inner child it's I'm just getting very deep now but <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> it is, it's just like you see yourself on the mat as a beginner and, and you can't fault yourself you just you turn up as you are and you come as you are and you are enough as you are and that's exactly what it's like when a child comes into world and like the whole healing your inner child thing so I find it incredibly healing all these yoga and um, principles in my life and yeah it all comes full circle almost
1: Yeah I love that it's so nice as well when you talk about healing your inner child I've seen so much of that I feel like um, the first thing I actually saw of it was did you ever see the post um, Kendall Jenner did where she said that she sticks a picture of herself as a child on her mirror so then when she's picking herself apart she looks at that and kind of goes back to you know thinking of how she was when she was younger and she would never say the things that's she so said lovely. to her younger self it was so sweet i've seen a lot yeah, of people read of it. that
2: that's amazing i mean i should definitely do that <laughs> honestly
1: you definitely should i think you should do a video on it as well cuz i would so watch that and as well when you said about looking at everyone as beginners and everyone as lessons um i actually spoke about this in a few episodes saying about how you can't be i think it's a graceful mass no you can't be a successful master if you refuse to be a graceful beginner or something like that but oh my god I love that it's true everyone starts somewhere like it's when you're driving and you're thinking oh my gosh why is this learner driver going so slow and then you go oh that was mean so I'm gonna be nice <laughs> I'm gonna remember <laughs> Very true. I, I completely agree we're all human at
2: the end of the day and we have our moments but at the end like everything is a lesson and everyone is a lesson and everyone's a beginner at some point and you can take yourself back to that mindset whenever you want because it is really handy to have that because it is such an ego thing thinking that you're above a beginner in any way because everyone is one at some stage at something so yeah I think it's really it really helps me to drop my ego I'd honestly think ego ruins the world like having a I don't know how to explain like a, a big ego yeah it's just it's caused wars it's caused (laughs) terrorism power
1: hungry
2: (laughs) exactly exactly so i feel like the more i can let go of my ego ego, even if it's the tiniest little bit of good in the world um hopefully it, it kind of inspires the next person to let go of theirs you know if you go up and compliment someone or i don't really know any anything in daily life Um, it can make the world a 1% better place.
1: Oh, 100%. Especially, um, I saw this thing and it was saying how you should do something to make someone else happy every day. So giving people compliments. And even doing that tiny thing could improve someone's day way more than you could ever
2: imagine. 100%. I love that so much. I think that's what life is all about at the end of it. Like, yes, money is great because it gives you freedom and all these kind of things that seem essential, but really the most essential thing is happiness and making other people happy and it's so cliche but it's really rung true with me recently because I am a passionate person and I do love achieving things I really I am uh, very like hard working but I have now realized that happiness you cannot beat it it's the most important thing as someone that suffers with their mental health it's just you know kindness happiness that's all that you should really look for
1: Completely, and thing is, with your experience with mental health, and as well you'd mentioned previously about your eating issues, what advice would you give to someone who's struggling to start their wellness journey or doesn't know where to start?
2: Oh my goodness! Um, <laughs> I'm hitting <laughs> you with the big questions. I, I, yeah, we we I, I said to you before this, like I've started my wellness journey so many times. Each time it looks so different because the first time it was to get rid of depression. Um, I thought I had. And then it came back to haunt me again, and this has happened like three different times, and each time the depression has come back even worse. And it's not to say that the wellness journey has done that; it's just mental health. That's how it works sometimes. Um, and I think at the end of this now, and I still, to be completely honest, I'm in the middle of like a bout of depression, and it it never gets easier, but it gets easier knowing that you have gone through it before and you can get yourself out of it, and. The ultimate lesson that I've learned is that life ebbs and flows. You can control the controllables. That is it. And trying to change something about yourself is never going to make you happy. And sometimes you just have to, you can't go over it. You can't go under it. You have to go through it. And it might seem unfair, but everything happens for a reason. And I might look back in 10 years' time and think, I'm so glad I went through that because it made me so strong. And the person that I am
1: today. Oh, I absolutely love that, especially with the ebbs and flows thing. It is so true. You've just got to accept who you are in the present and stop thinking about placing your happiness on a future event. Because mm-hmm. I feel like, especially. When you're maybe in your teens, I feel like for me, when I was doing my GCSEs, that is all I wanted. I just want my GCSEs. Then I turned 16, I wanted to get into sixth form. Then I turned 17, I wanted to drive. And then I turned 18, (laughs) I wanted to go to uni. And I've done all of these things, and I've never actually sat back and thought, wow. I've actually done all of that and I've always I feel like a lot of people place their happiness on a future moments they'll go I'll be happy when I have this I'll be happy when Mm -hmm. I have that rather than just thinking I'm happy in the moment look at all I have already rather than focusing on what you don't have and what you want to get in the future
2: oh god you're so right and especially with you I know you're trying to interview me here but I also (laughs) want to say (laughs) that you have achieved so much and you should be so proud of yourself and the fact that You know, to a certain extent, it's really healthy to have goals and ambitions, and it keeps us moving forward as human beings. But you know, for example, you have built such an amazing brand for yourself, and you've achieved so much. You've, and even just seeing your videos of the Pilates, you make me feel so good because I'm like, I can stop whenever I want, just do as many as I can. Thank you, oh, that's so nice. I love it. No, seriously, and and especially as someone that suffered with, you know. I don't want to say exercise addiction, but it kind of was. It sounds really extreme. To see your videos that are so un-pushy. Is that a word? Un-pushy?
1: Yeah, not (laughs) do this right now or
2: else. (laughs) Yeah, they're just kind. And they come from a place of compassion. And I just love that. So it's really interesting to hear you say that you've always been looking for the next goal. And I guess that's why you've been so successful. But you you know to just take a second from the outside perspective and see how well you've done is really extraordinary I really think it is
1: thank you so much that's so nice I'm like oh my goodness (laughs) that's so nice it's true
2: though (laughs) it really is
1: I feel like there is a fine line between focusing on your goals and then not having a balance of self-care and looking after yourself and doing things that you know fill your cup and make you feel good Mm -hmm. and I feel like the hustle culture isn't it as well that's definitely making a big thing whereas I think the reason I'm so I love what I do which definitely helps Um, but I find time to prioritise self-care and prioritise time by myself and you know different ways to fill my cup and this actually kind of leads to the next question. We're kind of flowing quite well because I've actually done (laughs) these in order but um, what is your self-care routine currently? What does it look like and what do you do to fill your cup? I don't know if you know the fill your cup reference but Emma Chamberlain made it basically saying um what are the things you do to just fill your cup and make you feel good without working towards like a future goal so rather than doing a Mm -hmm. hobby where it's like you're you know you're learning french to i don't know become a french expert tutor or something you're doing something just because it fills your cup and makes you feel good in that moment
2: Yeah, I love that. Um, I think this question, the answer to this question changes a lot, um, depending where I am, because as I said, my mental health is such a big part of my life. Like the ups and downs are so big. So for me, my self-care routine sometimes can be really extravagant if I'm feeling good and I'm, you know, everything feels good. So I just want to do so much self-care. But in reality, other times, my self-care routine is as basic as trying to get out of bed in the morning. Yeah. It, it's honestly, it sounds ridiculous, but it really is. And I think at the moment, because I've been in quite a dip with my depression, I um, my self-care routine has actually been starting this half marathon guide. So I... Uh, I don't really want to do a half marathon, and everyone keeps saying, "What are you <laughs> sign up for?" And I'm like, I don't want to do one because I don't want to ruin my joy of running. Yeah. But I do think running helps me so much, and it's it's I know it's, it's kind of working towards something, but it's actually not because I don't want to do a half marathon. It just gives me structure because when you feel so so down. You just think, oh, my gosh, there's no point. There's no point in this life, what's happening, what's going on. And this structure, this plan gives me, it could be anything. It doesn't have to be exercise. It just so happens that it is for me. But Mm -hmm. uh, it it just helps me to get out of bed in the morning. And that is my self-care routine, having a structure um, that's external from my work. It's external from literally anything. And it's very independent. No one else is involved. It's just me and my body and my breath and I think that's why yoga and running is so helpful to me because I don't work towards anything. There's no end goal with my running. There's no end goal with my yoga. It's just to regulate my breathing, to regulate my dopamine receptors, to make them more (coughs) sensitive. Um, Because when you do hard things and you go towards pain instead of away from it, Mm -hmm. and you run away and suffer instead, that is when you struggle more. So... I I go towards forms of chosen pain for my self care routine, which is a really weird answer, but it's completely true. And I'd be lying if I said that I got in a bath and I put epsom salts in because I I literally don't. Or the or the
1: new neon um, milk. Milk lotion.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but, I, need to, yeah. I need to put that in a bar I know, for reference, guys, I saw
1: Millie yesterday at a neon event for their new milk cleanser, and that's why I said that. But no, I completely agree. And I tried, to, I tried, I attempted to start running. On Sundays, I do a Pilates class and then I do sprints on the treadmill, but I just can't manage to run outside. I don't know what it is. I don't know if there's just really? less oxygen outside. I don't know. <laughs> But it's um, you know, the the high you feel after, and like you just feel so good and happy, and just pleased with yourself as well. Because I know for me, especially with sprinting, it amazes me how fast I can actually run, and you know how good I feel after. But the only thing I don't like is how sweaty my hair gets, so oh, it doesn't fit it's, with it's my. It's literally my life. <laughs> I
2: constantly have sweaty hair. Yeah, because
1: you have such thick hair as well, and such long, like luscious locks
2: stop it that is so lovely do you know what after you left yesterday the first thing that my sister and my friend said to me was her hair is amazing oh thank you I had to try
1: a new hairstyle because I had that little pink hair bow in and I hadn't done that before I was like I'm gonna try it thank you (laughs) but yeah I love the idea of running I think it's a really good way to kind of show what your body can do and I find whenever I do run I'm just focusing on the running I'm not thinking about anything else thinking Mm -hmm. about what I have to do or you know different issues or different things in my life I'm literally just thinking step 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 keep going run to that lamppost come on run till the timer gets (laughs) to 45 (laughs) seconds
2: (laughs) no you're right and I think um I always have the best ideas when I'm running I really get my notes out and I start like typing whilst (laughs) running oh I, I,
1: whilst running there's probably so many typos
2: i know it's quite dangerous but i do run in the countryside so it's not like not on roads not driving texting well dri- running and texting.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> illegal mate illegal no i can't be doing
2: that can't be doing that
1: <laughs> okay, right the next question is what would you say to your 16
2: year old self Oh my God, this this question genuinely makes me want to cry. Oh, I'm sorry, should we skip it? <laughs> no, no, in a great way, in a great way. That okay. was so sweet of you, no. Um, okay, well, contextualising who I was when I was 16, I was a heartbroken mess. Oh, no. <laughs> um, and I I was going through a restrictive eating disorder at that time, so trigger warning for anyone. Um, but, yeah, I, I went through... Restrictive easing disorder, was very depressed and heartbroken. And I would—I remember I went to my first counselling session, therapy session, and she looked at me and she said, take your power back. And I just thought, oh, my gosh, she's so right, because I've let my power go to this guy that heartbroken me. I'd let all of these women powers go. Because I, I, I'm such a big believer in... Women's power and women's rights and all that kind of stuff. I'm such an advocate, and I just lost all of that when I was 16. I think it was kind of the age where you start, you start becoming more sexualized in a way. And I know it sounds kind of random, but it, no, it really you did mean. affect me as a 16 year old girl. And that kind of was introduced into my life, and I just completely let down all those like women loving loving myself things you know empowering myself and I just would go back and shake myself at 16 years old and say there is so much more to life than men and male attention and you are beautiful just as you are you are so empowered and the more that you believe you're empowered the more empowered you'll become the happier you'll be and the more fulfilling your life will be So I just needed a bit of confidence. I needed someone to just shake me like my counsellor did and tell me that I do have the power, it is within me and things get better and you won't always feel this disempowered. I
1: love that. That is so lovely, just get your power back and I love that as well because I talk a lot about um like self-love on the podcast but one thing I especially say is about loving yourself so much that there are no gaps left to fill so when someone comes into your life so a guy or even a friend or you know whoever it is that's coming into your life it's not for validation or to make you feel good and boost your ego it's you know for extra fun or extra happiness not because you need validation because you give yourself all the love that you need
2: Oh, I absolutely love that that really reminds me of one of my favorite books what you just said it's called 101 essays to change the way You yes, Think." yes
1: that's one of my favorite books
2: too <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah because it really reminds me of an extract in that book and yeah it's so true and I, re- I really needed to hear that actually because it's easy to fill the voids when they come up just yeah. instantly with instant gratification yeah. and I think yeah, i really used to hear that, and it's. It, I've had lots of conversations with my friend who just went through a breakup, and I re- re- recommended the book to her. And we we keep saying, you know, don't fill the void. Just, just have all the everything you need. Be able to give yourself everything you need, and everything is an added bonus.
1: Yeah, I completely love that, and I highly recommend to anyone listening to read that <laughs> book because. It's amazing because it's got, you know, so many different subjects. It covers so many things. I feel like it's the perfect book to read when you're in like your late teens, early 20s. 100%. You know, because. For a
2: breakup. (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. Or just going through a breakup. Or if you're struggling or if you've got a change going on in your life. I think it has a lot of different perspectives that kind of, I feel like a lot of them are quite grounding. So Mm -hmm. it does go back to the basics, but it really makes you go, oh, oh yeah. Do you know what? I love myself I will give myself all the validation I need um yeah I just love that book it's absolutely amazing
2: it's so great and it's also like a little like bible I go back to all the time yeah I have it by my bed I take it with me everywhere I have read it about five times I just go into it every single day and I read like a little bit of it I know I highlight stuff (laughs) I've got my pink little highlight in it. (laughs) Oh my god, you are the kind of person that strikes me that just has every single shade in the world of a highlighter. No, I do.
1: I actually do. I've got, well, no, that's a lie. I have all the lilac, like, you know, the pastel ones that you used to get.
2: Oh, I knew it. Yeah. Obviously, you do.
1: (laughs) I carry them round in my bag every day. I even bought them yesterday when I was in London. (laughs)
2: That is so. Just funny. in case you, I needed yeah, to you highlight me her. A pastel highlight girl. Yes, I'm so glad. That's
1: all I wanted to do in life. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right. So, I'm going to ask you about your solo trip. Oh my goodness! Because this is something I remember. I started follow you, following you. I think it was in like 2020. You know, so before I ever even dreamed to start social media, I remember following okay. you and I remember seeing about your you know your adventure going on a solo trip so what advice would you give to someone who struggles with independence because I think when you're going on a solo trip you need some serious independence you know because that is crazy I still haven't done a solo trip like that I wanted to go to Bali when I was 19 for my 19th birthday but I hadn't realized that it was actually really expensive to get there
2: (laughs) yeah it's very expensive Um, 18
1: i think it was oh, ridiculous he? oh my gosh i'm so jealous that's amazing um so what advice would you give to someone that struggles with independence that wants to do a solo trip
2: so many things to say here first of all i just want to say i cannot believe you followed me in 2020 i'm a hardcore fangirl of you i can't <laughs> believe that you like have followed me for years i'm going to cry <laughs> That's so cool! Oh my
1: goodness So I remember seeing far. you at the Tala event in um, November and going to my friend. Oh my gosh, that's wholesome, Mills. I follow her.
2: <laughs> that is so funny. I I literally can't. That is the craziest thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, because I literally, I I remember I kept seeing your videos. Like this girl is so cool. I'm obsessed with her. Like her <laughs> aesthetic. I started following you. I had no idea you even followed me. And then I went to message you the other day. And I realised we'd had a conversation, but I didn't realise it was you at the time. It's just so weird.
1: That is so random. I know. Do you know what? That actually happened um, to me a few weeks ago. I saw this girl and I was like, oh my gosh. I didn't even register. I'd actually messaged her so many times before that. and yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm so bad with stuff like that, though. Names and faces, I cannot. Like, faces, I can remember names, I cannot. I don't know why.
2: I'm so terrible, seriously. Um, but, sorry. Going anyway, back to the, back point, to the question. <laughs> I love a little derail. Um, so, solo travelling and independence. Yeah. Independence is ironic because when you said you would have to be really independent to do a trip like that, I had just come out of a five-year relationship. Wow, how I old even, were you for a five-year yeah. year relationship? Pardon? How old were you? So, <laughs> this guy, this guy, my ex, I... I got together with him when I was eleven. But then I he was my first kiss and then oh. we we separated at twelve.
1: <laughs> oh, seriously, that must have been so oh, yeah. hard. <laughs> Super
2: serious. Um yeah. and then we always kind of had a little thing in school, like I knew he fancied me, but I wasn't gonna give in. And then at sixteen, um, or fourteen, I can't remember, we started talking and then at sixteen or 17, he became my boyfriend. Um, and then it was really serious for five years. Everyone thought he was going to get married. Um, yeah, he was absolutely lovely, genuinely like the nicest person to date I think I've ever met. But these things just, everything happens for a reason. And I yeah. I just needed to be by myself, to be honest. Um, so I wasn't very independent because obviously I relied on another human being, my, my best friend in the world growing up and my boyfriend at the time for five years I didn't yeah. even know how to freaking pick something up for myself he did everything for me yeah do up my shoelaces yeah no quite literally <laughs> I, I when I remember when I, went to, I went to uni I'd be hanging out with him the whole summer and I had to take like a plate from the bedside table to the kitchen and I fell over like twice on the way there because I never <laughs> used to have to do that <laughs> Gosh, call you a passenger princess? I'm. I was more than a passenger princess. He was. Yeah, it was hilarious. He was so sweet. But anyway, just come out of that relationship was quite obviously very sad. Um, and I was not independent at all. But. I was very spiritual. I just re- read 101 essays change where you think. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, I was doing lots of yoga. I was getting into the spirituality, side of things and the universe because the reason I broke up with him was because I looked for a sign from the universe and I found that sign in a white butterfly and it these white butterflies were quite literally harassing me telling me <laughs> to break up with him and like you know do go to South Africa and I d- had no idea what South Africa looked like. I did not even realize that it was, oh, I don't know, even a city, Cape Town. I didn't realise. I just thought I was going to the middle of nowhere. And I, I just heard so many bad things about it, about the violence and stuff. But I was so pleasantly surprised, obviously. Yeah. So anyway, it's not about independence, to be honest. It's about trusting your intuition and I just had this feeling and I cannot explain the feeling but these white butterflies were flooding around me my intuition was going crazy and I had a little eat pray love moment where just before the trip was commencing I literally booked it two days in advance um and I went there for I got stuck there for months like three months but I, yeah, so I booked it two days in advance, and then I had an eat, pray, love moment. I prayed. I never pray. I prayed (laughs) to the universe, to God, whatever, higher power. And I said, please, I know you're just going to take care of me, and I know it's all going to be fine, and I trust that it's going to be fine. I trust that this is going to be the best experience of my life because I'm going to make sure it is by having an open mind and being cradled by the universe, and everything goes right for me. And it was this energetic like it was just beautiful I sent this energy out and I got it back tenfold by having the most incredible trip of my entire life meeting lifelong friends and finding and rediscovering my self-love so I honestly don't think it's about independence I think it's about trusting yourself and trusting the universe that if you put out a good energy you'll get it back
1: oh my goodness that is absolutely beautiful. I can't, I completely understand what you mean by feeling you can't explain, but that is amazing. Because I always say you've just got to trust, you know, there is a plan for you. Everything happens mm-hmm. for a reason. And I talk more a lot about that in regards to school or maybe not getting into the job you wanted or getting into the school that you wanted. It's just like follow your heart. Because for me, I didn't get. I, all my friends are going on placement years and I didn't get any. And then my social media blew up and now I'm doing it full time. Um, hey. Exactly. This was only last year and I was like, oh my goodness. If I had have got, if I did get a placement or if I'd really, really pushed even more to get a placement, you know, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. So it's completely trust the timing of your life. What is meant for you will never pass by you. Mm-hmm.
2: That's absolutely amazing. Honestly, it's just everything is is meant for you everything is put on your heart for a reason and you are always ready you're born ready so i think people need to stop waiting until they're ready and waiting until they're independent and i did a video on my tiktok about this the other day and i basically said my biggest secret is that i've never been ready for anything i've ever done yeah but i've way so I, I stopped waiting for someone else to travel with I stopped waiting to be independent enough to feel like I could do something or I stopped waiting to feel energized enough to exercise because exercise energized me and I didn't know that it was going to do that it's just I just had to take the leap
1: I love that oh my goodness I love that it's so true actually I do think I saw that video you know but biggest, <laughs> I'm like actually oh, how you do love that? Thing? I know biggest fan um I <laughs> actually do love the way you word things and the way you look at things because it is so true if you're waiting to be ready you will absolutely never be ready like you will not because no one like it's the same thing as you know when people are having kids and stuff it's like realistically they're probably not ready they're just doing it anyway
2: (laughs) Mhm. exactly and, you know, or... you'll be waiting forever if you're waiting to be ready because no one ever feels ready
1: exactly or moving across the world or moving across the country all of that it's... you'll never feel ready for it but you've got to take the leap trust your gut trust your intuition especially females I feel like we have this like gut feeling and when yeah. we get that gut feeling it does not go away until you do what the gut is telling you to do
2: exactly our guts you know they can be good they can be bad yeah. and they can be very very loud they do, don't always tell you what you
1: want to hear that is for sure <laughs>
2: yeah 100 percent. but it's it's interesting isn't it that it has such a power over you and especially when you're in tune with it it really does have such a big effect on your life
1: yeah and then so i think you'd spoken about it like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> 10 minutes ago but how do you stay away from negative energy and remain calm and focused oh my goodness
2: hard it's very hard in the world we live in yeah 100 percent, especially with
1: social media
2: oh god yeah you do tend to attract a few interesting characters with social media I yeah. would say. <laughs> but my number one rule to live by is with other people if they want to do something let them and if someone shows you their true colors let them if they want to walk out your life let them if they want to be a bad person let them but just stay away so it's kind of like the whole principle of you can't control the uncontrollables you can't control anything other than your own actions and your own thoughts and even your thoughts are difficult to control sometimes but staying focused on your goals on your happiness on your energy and what an energy you emit and the controllables is the number one way I keep toxicity out of my life I and mean, it's still hard it is and everyone encounters toxic people toxic things but if someone is showing you who they are let them walk away and if they want to walk away let them there's no point resisting these things and clinging on to things that aren't meant for you because the things that are meant for you will stay and the things that are not meant for you and were actually going to ruin your life will leave, hopefully, unless you cling on to them. And you will know if you're clinging on to these things because it's not an energetic match. You'll feel anxious all the time. You'll feel unsettled. And there's so many times I've had this feeling, but because I can be quite an anxious attacher, I do attach to these things, to be honest. Like, it's horrible to admit that, but I do sometimes. And it's got me into so, like situations where I felt terrible and now I've realized that these people that are only going to bring toxicity into your life will will walk away and they will show you who they are and you just have to let them
1: exactly I love that because it is so true you can't beg someone's be in your life it's the same thing as like stop romanticizing the bare minimum treatment stop yep. begging for someone if I think it was like, if they like you, you'll know. If they don't, you'll be confused. (laughs) Like it is so true. Because I know with like with my ex, like I was always questioning, like what is going on, and you know, like what is this, like what what am I? Do you know what I mean? Whereas Mm -hmm. with my boyfriend now, it's like he never ever failed to let me know that you know, I am enough. I am like worthy. I make him happy. He wants me in his life. Like there's never any kind of question of whether he likes me basically And i think it's really important to stop settling for the bare minimum and know what yeah. you deserve it's the same it, you know grace beverly she um no it wasn't grace beverly it was florence given and she wrote a book called women don't know you pretty and it's quite a yeah. feminist book like some chapters i didn't really enjoy and some chapters i absolutely loved but it's definitely a book that i would recommend reading if you haven't but it talks all about stop accepting the crumbs when you deserve a whole whole cake (laughs) oh love that and that's you know that is with friends with you know partners it relates to absolutely every kind of relationship you have in your life you know I'm not saying that it has to be equal all the time sometimes you know you'll be going through something and I'll have to pull the extra weight or vice versa and that's absolutely okay but you know you need to make sure that you're in you're happy and that they're happy and you know stop accepting the crumbs when you deserve a whole chocolate cake with red velvet and
2: you know strawberries on top (laughs) no definitely I love that and I that book is really interesting as well Um, and I I love a feminist book I'm really really interested in feminism and stuff Um, I studied it throughout my time at university at Durham and my I actually used that book um no I didn't use that book I used the original one because there was whole controversy about um who it was actually written by because oh. there was a black author before her. And I, I don't know the full story, and I'll, I'll probably get it wrong, but I used that book, whichever one that was called, mm. um, and I studied it. And it's just so interesting to me because there is so many different aspects of feminism and female empowerment, and it's comes from such a history. And at the, at the crux of it now, it is just women do not owe you pretty. We don't owe you to sit there and look... <clears throat> pretty and 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 perfect and be quiet and take up less space and this whole body positivity online is really interesting because it's about taking up more space you take up more of of the feed the, the physical feed on social media you take yeah. up more of the screen because you're closer to the screen you're more confident and you take up more women even what you're saying and your energy and i love it women should take up more room and be unapologetic about it because you don't owe anyone anything and At the end of the day, everyone is fighting for themselves. And yeah, I just think it's a really, really positive step for our generation.
1: Oh, I love that. That
2: was like a whole speech. We could use that sorry. to teach kids at school. Really like, that was so good. I told you I get passionate. I literally said at the start, like, what I describe myself, my mum would say I'm
1: very passionate. No, it's so true. Sometimes I go off on little rants and I go, I'm so sorry I ran to guys. And I get people DMing me going, don't worry, we love the rants. Carry on. I'm like, okay, cool. I was like, they're God.
2: DMing me saying that I hope they're not being like, oh my God, shut
1: up. <laughs> So the next question, which I don't really think you've actually spoken about before, but you had a consulting job in the city. Um oh yeah. I know I've done my research. Um <laughs> so you had a consulting job in the city and then quit it after was it after going to South Africa?
2: So I went to South Africa and then I had the job lined up. So I applied for it in third year of uni. Honestly, I know this is really annoying, but I literally, <laughs> it was the first job I applied for because I had my social media. Yeah. So I was like, "Oh, I, I might explore that. But then I got the job and I was really confused about how that happened. Well, but, I
1: don't know what to do now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. So I went to South Africa, had the best time of my life. And then I was like thinking, okay, when I go back, I know I've got this job lined up. So I went back, I pushed it back so many times because i wanted to stay in south africa came back did the job and i was building up my own clients after work so i do content creation ugc and i also do cons- like consulting for big brands if they need help with their social media mm-hmm. and i mean i do lots of random things and my friend holly said to me the other day like you always doing all these random things <laughs> what is your one job and I'm like, i don't have one job i just do every any opportunity yeah, that presents multiple myself. streams of income
1: um, are the way forward so, yeah, exactly.
2: Multifaceted. Exactly. But I I did that job um, and I honestly hated it. It was draining. I had to wake up 4.35 in the morning. I wouldn't get back till 10.30 at night. Oh it my was goodness. just horrendous. Where is the time for self-care? <laughs> there wasn't. I had The reason I woke up so early was because I had to leave by about 6.37, but then I needed to get up and do uh, pilates which we'd be proud of yes I'm so proud <laughs> it's the only thing I could put in and pilates doesn't make you very sweaty yeah. so it was the only thing I could do before work that wouldn't would make me feel good and wouldn't make me sweat loads um so that's why I had to get up so early and honestly that was the only form of self-care that I could possibly stomach
1: Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Working that many hours. That is mental how hard you're working in that phase. Not that you don't work hard now, but it's a different kind of work. Oh, it's
2: so different. It's so much better now.
1: So as you quit that job and then you became a full-time content creator slash yoga teacher how did you cope with such a big change because I get a lot of questions from people asking you know about moving schools moving jobs how do you cope with change you know how do you meet new people and how do you cope with maybe being by yourself for a little bit longer than you had anticipated
2: oh gosh it's hard <laughs> it's, it's- it's one of those things where you feel so lonely but then you're so grateful to be in this position so it's again a big oxymoron because I'm so grateful I love my job and I love connecting with like one minded women like yourself and it really makes me feel so happy to know that I'm following my dreams and my passion but it is really hard to adjust and being by myself is really freaking lonely um and I sometimes just think, oh, I wish I was in an office with people. And yeah. it's ironic because that's exactly what I escaped. But And I, I know deep down I wouldn't want to be in an office again. But it's just that community aspect. It's so important because we as human beings are the social beings. And when we're not connected with people, and especially because I'm not in a relationship and I don't live with anyone, my parents, like live quite far away most a week and my sister lives in a different county so yeah and I live in the middle of nowhere so I definitely don't help myself and that's why I go to (laughs) South Africa because it's much more I'm surrounded by all my friends everything's very close together but that's the most important thing is to have have people around you have things around you that you can kind of walk to and you can get out the house um and have a schedule have a structure and just do what you're passionate about, because if, you do, if you're if you doing something and you're not employed and you're not surrounded by people and you hate it, it's probably the worst mixture of things. And you might get really unhappy. So just making sure your intention is exactly what it it should be and that you're not doing it for the wrong reasons, i.e. money and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I completely agree, especially with the the thing of, you know, craving being in an office, even though deep down,
2: you know, you probably wouldn't want
1: to. Yeah, but it's definitely I understand what you mean with the fact that with social media, there's no co workers, even though you know, you've got hundreds of 1000s of followers. It's not the same as being surrounded in a room with friends and all doing the same work, maybe going for a, a drink after work or work dinners and meeting new people. So it can be really, mm-hmm. really difficult. And it is a change that you do kind of have to cope with because when you actually sit there and have gratitude you're like oh my goodness look at what I'm doing like this is a lot of people's dream job and I'm doing it like that is amazing but it can you know there's there's positives and negatives to every job that is for sure um but so how would you like with loads of different changes in life how would you what would you advise to people maybe three tips for coping with change
2: Coping with change, change is the most hard thing ever, but it's the most inevitable thing in life. Um, I think with change, it's to have continuity within that change. So every single day I do yoga or I do exercise. And I know I keep coming back to that, but it truly is a sense of continuity in my life. And no matter what I'm doing and what is changing in my life, I can always get on the yoga mat and the yoga mat will always have me there. So that it to have staples in your routine um your wellness that gives you a sense of continuity to your life and makes you feel like your life isn't that disjointed because there is always one thing flowing throughout it at least um so yeah having a really staple thing in your life, that gives you purpose and intention, fulfilment um, around that change is really helpful. Um, also, just to know that it's inevitable; everyone experiences change, and it does get easier um, as you transition. And change is always hard at first, but as a beginner, going back to the beginner's mindset, yeah. <laughs> you you must you know incorporate the beginner's mindset to the change because change at first is scary hard uncomfortable it's out your comfort zone but this is because you're a beginner and all beginners find life on things uncomfortable just like a child and a baby finds life uncomfortable at first. it literally comes screaming out the womb like yeah there's so much discomfort in new things but there's so much opportunity and excitement and it's to focus on that 'Cause what you focus on lets it grows rather than it's almost that energy goes where it
1: goes, energy where flows. energy goes on
2: whatever it is. Yeah. Where you, where you concentrate it on. So That's actually my lock
1: screen. What's that? That is actually my lock screen. Energy oh, goes where that. energy I flows I need to put that
2: as my lock screen right after <laughs> uh, but yeah, just focusing on how amazing this opportunity of change could be, rather than expecting the worst.
1: Yeah I completely agree and it is so true with what you focus on is what grows so when mm-hmm. you are looking it's the same thing as I saw this thing and it was like um can you do you realize I like memorize so many analogies.
2: I love that <laughs> so I do too.
1: There was a thing saying if you're looking for a yellow car you'll spot a yellow car if you're looking for a problem you'll spot a problem if you're looking for a positive you'll spot a positive positive. and it's completely with your mindset it's all about mindset and how if you're looking for a good thing, you will find a good thing in your life. You've just got to look for it and be present and actually look in the moment what's going on. And if you're looking for a negative thing or a problem, you will find one, I'm sure. But it's yeah. about being positive. No,
2: you're so right. And I found a lot at the moment, actually. Um, I have been focusing and fixating quite a lot on my body and, and I keep picking up what's wrong with it. But today I went to the gym and I... Didn't look in the mirror. I just, I just didn't. I, I focused on my workout, and I, I just caught myself in the mirror at the end, and I just thought, oh, like I really like how I look today. Whereas yesterday, I'm so fixated on finding what was wrong with my body, and fixated on looking in the mirror every two seconds that it, it just grew into this like feeling of body shaming. Yeah. Whereas when you don't focus on it and you focus on your workout or your goals you literally look in the mirror and and think that you are beautiful it's it's very strange how it can really your energy does um direct itself in such a way
1: yeah and it's really interesting that you said that about how you're feeling about yourself it's because one day you can literally like i do this i'll look in the mirror and go oh my god goodness is that actually me and then the next day I look at the mirror and I go oh my gosh who is that bad bitch looking at me oh my gosh and it's so Literally. true even though I probably look the exact same well I definitely look the exact same and probably I do my makeup the exact same every single day whether I'm going out staying home I do it the exact same so it's like yeah. it's just completely the mindset and how you are looking at yourself and if you're picking at the negatives we're actually going do you know what I really like how my hair looks today you know I yeah. really look beautiful and you know focusing on you know Know, complimenting yourself, talk to yourself how you would want other people to talk to you.
2: Definitely, and it's so true. Like it, different days can be so extreme for me. Literally yesterday, I thought I was the most disgusting thing that ever. Will be. <laughs> today I'm like, am I Kim K? Like my eyes is looking. Huge. <laughs> it's so It's true. crazy it's how different so it can be. But I think also you you were saying that. Um, each day you probably look the same and it's true but also with your cycle which I know you want to get into later and you you do change like your body holds more water at certain times of the month you will appear in your mind to look bigger whether that's mental or physical because of the water retention so like don't think you're going crazy girls if you think that you are looking different and you're convinced that think something's changed because it will drop the water weight will drop and you will feel better in a week in two weeks and your period has such a big effect on how you feel how you think that you look as well yeah it's so true and that is actually see I don't know how you're oh, doing this is that my like? next
1: question
2: <laughs> so Love that.
1: um I don't know if people actually have seen much of your content about hormones and, you know, um, tracking your cycle. But how have you balanced your hormones and regulated your period? And, you know, what tips would you give to someone just starting out, you know, cycle tracking?
2: So hormones are such a complex thing because your endocrine, even know how to say, endocrine <laughs> system um, is so so sensitive and so multifaceted. There's so many different hormones. Everything has an effect on one hormone. There's lots of different hormones. So when people say, "How do you fix a hormonal imbalance?" Mm-hmm. It's such a broad question because because I get a lot of DMs saying that because yeah. someone else's hormone imbalance might be high estrogen, but then I had low estrogen. So yeah, it's it, and there's completely different treatment plans altogether. For Did each you ever get
1: tested for it then? Because I'm sure you can go and. Test your hormones and see, you know, your levels.
2: Oh, are you talking about Future Women? Sorry? Are you talking about Future Women, the um, the testing thing?
1: Oh, I'm not sure. I haven't seen it. I've seen, like, people doing it and, like, talking about how they're healing their hormones after getting a yeah. test. Have you had a test to, like, check yours?
2: Yeah, so I, it's funny you say that because I was actually talking to them today because oh. I i reached out to them when i was struggling so much with pcos hpa access to dysregulation which i'll go into what that is in a bit mm-hmm. um but basically to put, cut, cut it short i lost my period for about three or four years and i reached out to future women after finding them on social media and they tested my hormones they found out everything that was wrong with me they gave me a personal plan a personalized health report they literally gave me a women's health practitioner just for me obviously she has other clients but completely focused on me told me exactly what i needed to do gave me a full um personalized uh supplement routine and it genuinely changed my life i got my period back i regulated my hormones oh my and i have never ever felt better um so yeah if you want to do future women i i don't know if i'm allowed to say i've got a code with them you oh, yeah Go for it, I'll use it
1: after this episode.
2: <laughs> Perfect. It's Mills, so M I L S ten. And that gives you ten percent off. Um, because it can be really expensive, I'm not gonna lie. Um, it's with private health insurance I had to pay like five grand just to get a diagnosis for pcos whereas really? with future women i think it's about 400 pounds for everything don't quote me on that but okay. i think it is so if you use that code it gives you like 40 or 50 pounds off so anyway it's a lot cheaper even though it is an investment it is a lot cheaper than letting it get bad and then going private because acts health don't cover anything they're horrible um <laughs> so if you want to go down a, a good route that's actually cheaper in the long run that is my your best bet or any kind of hormone testing company yeah. um but sorry I feel like I'm just nattering on here no you're good uh, you're good <laughs> uh, it's such a long-winded um explanation of it but so with my hormones I was I lost my period for three years or, I can't remember if it's three or four and I felt so terrible at, at the end of those three years because I'd been over exercising under eating even though I wasn't underway and I honestly could have I I didn't look in any way like I had been doing that. And I still don't. I I have a bum, I have boobs, I'm curvy. So it's it was bizarre to me that they said that. But it's yeah. true because when you don't eat enough and you over exercise, your cortisol levels are so high that you hold on to fat. And it's not like I was fat, but I definitely wasn't under underweight enough to Warrant in my mind losing my period. But when you have HPA axis dysregulation, your body and your ovaries, your mind and your ovaries disconnect. And that's what had happened because I had underfueled myself so much for so long. I had literally ruined my response from my ovaries to my brain. So I couldn't ovulate. I wasn't releasing estrogen. I had caused myself to have cysts on my ovaries and PCOS. And I'm not blaming myself here and I'm not being horrible, but Mm -hmm. it was a result of my actions of what led me to that. And that's why it's so important. If you're going through a restrictive eating disorder, an over-exercising period, you're under-eating for any reason, whether it's purposeful or not, you do not understand the consequences you're going to have on your future self. Your body is worth so much more than that. And I lost my period for so long and I felt so terrible that I just wish I could go back and shake myself and say, what on earth are you doing? Stop overexercising. go to Cammy's workouts and do some <laughs> nice lightweight velatis instead. <laughs> Be kind to yourself. Yeah. So that's what happened, basically. And it, was, it wasn't until I went with Future Women, they helped me to get my supplement routine in order to help me start producing estrogen again and progesterone. And I had to stop running for three months, uh, which was really hard for me. But it honestly helped me so much in the end with my mental health because hormones and mental health are so related. Mm-hmm. And then I finally got my period back.
1: amazing it's amazing as well the way your body works and how you probably wouldn't have known about your hormones because for me um when I turned 20 I got really bad acne and I'd never had acne in my life before and it was definitely internal so I went to a dermatologist and she was like you need to use this skincare and this skincare and she gave me like a 600 pound skincare routine I was like uh no chance of my buying that so I figured out myself and it was completely hormones and like you know eating foods that balance your hormones and one thing I found was like lemon and chia seed water that was amazing for my acne Yeah, it was amazing. I don't know why. It's like a gut detox because it's your gut. Your gut is where you know, it affects your hormones, it affects your skin, how you feel, your brain function, it affects so much but it's so interesting, all the things that are going on inside of your body that you probably don't even realise or don't even think about, like I know for me I never really became aware of how, you know, how many things having a hormone imbalance can do to you until I was probably suffering with my acne and investigating but I never really understood how amazing hormones are and how they can work for you or work against you. You're
2: so right. And it's interesting what you're saying about your gut and skincare because, first of all, I have so many skincare companies reaching out to me every day and I get gifted so much skincare stuff. Yeah, but I only ever promote it, and they offer big money, but I only ever promote it if I genuinely have used it before and I genuinely like it and it just keeps my skin, like, nice and moisturised because... It's a hard, honest truth for me, and people are not going to like this, but I don't believe in skincare. I don't believe that skincare is going to solve your acne issues. I really, really don't. I wash my face with water. I use moisturiser, but it changes which one I use. Um, I do like the Ren stuff. But anyway, I, I don't, I'm not a big, big believer in skincare, and like that's why I don't do many skincare collaborations unless I genuinely like the company. Yeah. Um, I do use it just because it keeps my skin feeling nice. But it's such a ploy for people to think that you know for them to endorse skincare is going to solve your acne issues I really don't think it will like it's all hormonal and it's one of those things where they problematize female bodies that's what my dissertation was all about Um, and then they give you a solution focused product and it just annoys me so much because it's the same with weight loss stuff these things are not going to help you unless you help yourself in your hormones
1: yeah it's completely true because you used to I remember growing up you see those like You'd take two of those gummies a day and they would, you know, make you lose a certain amount of oh, weight in gosh, that time. Yeah. And it's just so not true. It's all complete false advertising. I'm pretty That's sure crazy. in France, actually, they've now created like a ban. Um, I could be totally wrong someone told no, me. No, they
2: about have. This. You're yeah. right. You're right. I did that on I had to like review something. Is true.
1: Yeah, about, you know, false advertisement. Like, But then I, I, where the, I remember, who, I can't remember who told me, but I remember saying like, but they're going to be, have to be careful because with, like, mascara adverts, most of the mascara adverts have fake eyelashes in. Like, do you remember that Michaela <laughs> on TikTok yeah. when she did that? Um, I don't even remember what mascara it was, but it went viral because she put fake eyelashes on and then said that they were all her natural lashes.
2: That is so terrible. Like, it's not just, make it, It's not like, morally bad. It's just, I mean, it kind of is. But it's also just, like, scary.
1: Yeah, it is so scary, especially with, you know all the different diet pills or there's a woman I follow on TikTok who did this amazing weight loss journey she did it so sustainably and it took her years to do um and she did it through eating healthy working out and like balancing her hormones and I've seen ads and like fake like you know fake accounts where they're using her progress pictures and advertising this tea that apparently did that for her when it's just not true oh
2: that annoys me so much it's
1: crazy that people think they can get away with that whenever i see it, i always do comment going that's not true
2: <laughs> <laughs> i <on>. follow
1: her <laughs>
2: <laughs> i love that anyway so that's so messed up it's so messed I, up i think I, I would only ever promote products if it genuinely is like scientifically backed but not for weight loss or anything like that but yeah for example like one of the products i've been promoting at the moment because i literally it's it's my everything and i'm obsessed <laughs> with it is l-glutamine and i have sold it out like there was two on the my protein website i sold out both of them by accident oh
1: my goodness but, actually i think um, i saw your post about that this morning on your story
2: yeah, yeah. i <laughs> sold them out so I, I can't really i'm not promoting it right now you literally can't buy it but like if you can get it from anywhere do um but that helped repair my leaky gut and that was a massive part of my hormone journey and it'll do to me and anyone can take like all the other supplements I take I I don't I don't talk about I rarely talk about because it's for my body and my body's needs and you are not going to need the same thing as me and everyone listening to this podcast is going to need different things so I don't believe in promoting anything like that L-glutamine, oh my days, it is the best and everyone can take it pretty much. Um, Obviously, you know you have to say go to a doctor and be make sure it's for you whatever but yeah it's one of those more universal things that has been scientifically backed and it has so many benefits and yeah it was a huge part of my, my journey um with leaky gut because what you're saying about your skin going back a little bit um mm-hmm. your gut is literally everything your gut health and if you start taking L-glutamine, it just helps like repair your gut lining as well
1: that's amazing i might have to have a look when it gets back in stock thanks so much for selling it out
2: <laughs> No, i'm sorry I'll, I'll tell you when it comes
1: back I okay promise. thank goodness and then the last but not least question is how to create a healthier relationship with food and some healthy food swap recommendations because i know are you gluten-free and dairy-free so i try my best
2: okay. because i do have um a uh, history family history of inflammatory autoimmune diseases so my mom has hoshimoto's and my sister has um she i think i don't know exactly what it was but she had to have thyroid removed because they oh, thought wow. it was cancer and my mom has thyroid issues so if there's a lot going on there and obviously i have pcos and stuff that i manage mm-hmm. so gluten and dairy-free is an anti-inflammatory diet that i try and follow but again not strict because of my past issues with food and if I, w- I had sourdough yesterday I had Greek yogurt yesterday like if I want it I have it if it fits in it fits in but yeah really I, I will not out of my way to make something with lots of butter and flour in it just because I know it doesn't make me feel great along with refined sugar.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah I think it's really important as well with the food you're eating I find that you know especially for me I have a very big sweet tooth so when I'm going for like an ice cream sundae like yesterday at that event I had an ice cream with some oreos and that actually was really nice but when I go a bit overboard and maybe I've had like a big pizza and then you know, a whole garlic bread and then a whole ice cream sundae after. It feels so good when I'm eating it. But then after I feel so slumped, my skin isn't very happy with me. It doesn't make me feel good. I feel really, you know, I I don't have energy. I have a lack of energy. I need to nap. Whereas when I'm eating foods with lots of nutrients in that are balanced and, you know, have five a day, lots of veggies, fiber and protein, I feel so much more full. I feel more energized. And it's really interesting to see how food can affect your body.
2: Definitely. I'm I so passionate about this as well because I remember when I was younger, I would eat like a whole pack of Percy Pigs and then I'd wonder why I would just pass out and be so exhausted and have brain fog. <laughs> but so like, it was fun at the time, but it really hurt my brain and made me feel terrible afterwards. Yeah. So it, making those connections. And now I realize that if I put a source of protein and a source of fat or make it balance my snack or if I want to have something, like I won't just have a I I always have like a chocolate bar I'll have a chocolate bar and have some greek yogurt or something with protein and fiber or something like that because it just helps with your insulin and your blood sugar and it makes you feel so much better and less foggy and gross the next day as well
1: yeah it is so interesting isn't it because I was talking about this I think it might have been last week's episode I can't remember but um people always ask like how to make healthier choices how to start working out I find it really hard to stay motivated or stay consistent and i was talking about it saying choose your heart and it's basically saying that being unhealthy consuming unhealthy food and food that doesn't make you feel good and not working out and not moving your body is hard and mm-hmm. going to the gym moving your body eating healthy foods every day that is also hard so it's choose your heart pretty much
2: I love that and also not to plug myself here but uh, (laughs) you don't have to make it hard when I have a whole recipe ebook that's healthy
1: (laughs) (laughs) and yeah a lot of them gluten-free as well and dairy-free
2: so they're all gluten-free dairy-free and refined sugar-free and there's a lot of like sweet treat recipes because I do love a sweet treat um so you can have have your cake and eat it apparently
1: (laughs) oh wow I will definitely have a look at that (laughs) right now I'm going to put you on the spot for the last part of the episode is so we always wrap the episode up with a quote of the week so have you got a quote that you can think of that maybe you live your life by or one that you say to yourself when you know you're struggling with your body image or confidence or anything like that what is the quote of the week for you?
2: oh my gosh three really have <laughs> sprung to mind <laughs> but i'll give you you can I'll, say all I'll, of
1: them if you want <laughs>
2: i'll say all of them then all right then okay um so first one is and i've said it once in this episode i don't know if you picked up on it that you can't go under it you can't go over it you have to go through it and yeah. i just love that quote it helps me so much when i'm going through something because i know that there is no alternative you have to go through it did you ever um, read that book it was like a child's book yeah. where they're
1: on an adventure and they can't go over it, they can't go around <laughs> it, they'll have to go
2: through it. <laughs> I love it, I love it. Yeah, that's the one. Um, so I, I think that is just such a great quote and um, it kind of goes hand in hand with the second quote which is this two shall pass because everything, good, bad anything it all comes to an end and the only inevitable in life is change and ending and so this too shall pass is it's really helped me through the toughest times um with my mental health um and the last quote is about other people and i i discussed it earlier but if someone shows you who they are or if someone leaves just let them just let them that is like a mantra to live by because everyone has a lesson everything is a lesson everyone's a teacher
1: yeah I completely agree with that well thank you so much for coming on I had such a lovely time and I feel like everyone listening will have learned a lot from you and a lot from what you've been oh. saying and hopefully you know some people will take inspo and go on a solo trip <laughs> oh, I hope so let be safe please girls <laughs> yeah literally please be safe get parental yeah. consent
2: <laughs> No, I just want to say thank you so much for having me on it's absolutely surreal to me that you know we discussed it you'd followed me before and I had no idea and to be on this podcast now is just such an honor you're such an inspiration you have done so well and I love your Pilates workout so thank you so um, much I really really appreciate you inviting me on here
1: oh no honestly I've been wanting to have you on since November so put it that way
2: (laughs) so almost a year
1: in fact You have to come on my podcast next, please. Can we please arrange that? Yes, we 100% can. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on.
2: Thank you for having me. Amazing. Right, I'll see you later. Bye. Bye.